What is up, all my quarantinis? This is Rob with another Stand and Fight podcast. Um, just wanted to come on here today. I want to thank my sponsor, Plates and Pallets. Amazing people, amazing food. They cook fresh stuff every single day, which is very important for your mental health, that you're eating healthy. You get crap in, you'll get crap out. Healthy in, you get a healthy mindset. So thank you, guys. Plates and Pallets. Go check them out. Bountiful on the corner of 4th North and 5th West. Amazing. They got curbside uh, service right now. Um, and uh, once this is over, they do a lot of other things too. So check them out. Love you guys. So I put a uh, thing out on Facebook about some topics. And I had a girl that I had on before. Mm-hmm. Her name is Adria Eversol. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm so glad that you're back. Thank you. Good. So we just thought it'd be fun. to. She uh, brought up the fact that people are dealing with some uncertainty. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What have you personally been feeling or hearing from friends, family, kids, being home as a, as a single parent with, uh, with some <laughs> wild ones in the house? Uh, it's a lot right now. Everybody's dealing with a lot. I just, I've kind of been sitting back and just like watching everyone react to this whole situation and how surreal it is. And, and everybody has kind of a different take, but we're all sort of in the same boat trying to figure out our own uncertainties and yeah, dealing with this. Yeah. My, I, I think it was my sister. Somebody in my family sent us something, um, that Bill Gates put out. And he talks about people seeing this as a scary, negative time, and they mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. And he uh, he thinks it's it's an amazing time yeah. to we spend so much time going out, keeping up with the Joneses, trying to you know you're at the job you hate anyways, and yeah. now there's you've got this opportunity to be with yourself to spend that time with your kids. You always tell your kids, oh well, if mommy has to work or daddy has to work and now you don't Mm -hmm. and i see a lot of people complaining about like when school opening back up when (laughs) (laughs) you know maybe our teachers weren't so bad (laughs) and and it is a great time i think i know for me early in my recovery i didn't like being with myself yeah like i needed i needed to fill my time with something and that downtime i'm such a go 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 type of person that we all want a vacation. Now we have one. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's like, man, I need to go and do something. Like, yeah, but it's forced vacation, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be on forced vacation. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about what's been going under your roof or around friends, family. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I've got two kids. I have them all the time, 24-7. I'm a single mom. I'm working from home now, which is really nice. And it's like having three jobs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I am not less busy than I was before. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and there has been a lot of uncertainty. I'm lucky that I have a job that I can work from home on. And, you know, I've been able to transition that and still do what I can with the kids. I'm definitely not keeping up with everything that they need to be doing. But, I'm doing the best I can and that's all I can all I can try to do right I now. think I think that's that's a major point is you can only do what you can do yeah. people freak out about what's not being done just do what you can do right now like we spend as much time worrying about what's not being done as you do yeah. putting effort in towards getting something done yeah I figure if I can at least accomplish some part of it well enough <laughs> then then we're ahead of the game yeah 
And another thing I was touching on the other day, I was talking to somebody about is during this downtime, our society struggles so bad with anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, suicide rates through the roof, domestic violence through the roof, all these yeah. things. Put the, put the math book and English book away and teach your kids some yeah. life skills. Yeah. Teach them about themselves. That's so you will spend six to 12 hours a, a week studying some subject. You don't even put 30 minutes into yourself. No. And the reality is if you, if you have poor mental health, it doesn't really matter so much in the long term if you have the best education that you can possibly get even if you can pay for you know top tier college if your mental health is poor your life will fall apart yeah i'm a firm believer in that i tell kids all the time like if it doesn't matter how smart you are if you can't handle your life right period yeah doesn't matter if you can't cope figure out a way to cope with and everybody's going to struggle with it this is just one you know it's a collective trauma that everyone's going through and everyone has a different perspective on what the trauma is yeah but we're all in that same kind of situation yeah i agree yeah for me it's i tried to keep the gym open for Mm -hmm. a minute yeah and it just got to the point where more people were it it didn't make sense financially because not enough people were willing to come yeah so I had to shut it down and mm-hmm. for me that's always been one area like that's that's my livelihood. Yeah. I don't people always want to be an entrepreneur but you don't just get to show up and business is there. You got to right. drum it up, then you got to do it, then you got to mm-hmm. keep it, then you got to do all the stuff and going from literally starting it in a park and in my mom's basement yeah. to having a place and then this coming Man, it has really tested my faith in in my higher power where I know that if I do what I'm supposed to do, 100% of the time, he Mm -hmm. delivers. Mm -hmm. And it, and it was, I had one of those moments, my bank account got down to like a hundred, I think it was $122. (laughs) Hasn't been that for 10 years. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, man, he's really, really pushing (laughs) my faith. And then. intense test yeah. right now man and then I had a day that I had a lot of people come in and and needed my help in uh, life coaching and yeah. and it and it brought me out of the hole and it's just like I don't think I spent more than 30 or 40 minutes stressing about the money side of it mm-hmm. and as long as I take care of of people and and my soul yeah that something positive always happens out of it if I yeah. lose everything there's a reason yeah like I don't I'm never going to be homeless in the sense that my mental health is going to be out of whack and I'm just, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't live my life. Right. Right. I may, I may lose my house. I may lose my car or whatever because I can't pay for it, but that doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not going to be on the streets. Yeah. And I think people really worry about all of those losing a job, losing this. And my buddy, if you haven't checked out Anthony greatness, cotton on Instagram and and, uh, Facebook, you guys need to, he's amazing, but he just said something. (coughs) He did a pot. He did a, uh, live on Facebook yesterday where he it said screw it and he's like you guys have all this time now yeah. and you hate your job yeah. what are you doing to not ever have to go back to that job yeah like you're gonna sit here and complain that you lost your job that you hated anyways mm-hmm. like use this time to reinvent yourself and come out better from it and be ready to have that job that you've always wanted yeah and I was just like that is money yeah I mean I if you don't that. if you if you're out of a job right now and you don't have anything to do you have something to do i yeah. promise you you can find something online you can find something somewhere that you can do 
yeah there's so many online certifications and things mm-hmm. and and uh for me being able to do what i'm passionate about yeah is like i can't imagine not doing that now mm-hmm. i would i would fail miserably at a normal job <laughs> but it all started with me taking a life coaching certification for yeah $700 from the people that did Sullivan Learning Centers. And then oh, that yeah. turned into mental health certification and cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral therapy and all these different things. And I've compiled a pretty good yeah. knowledge of these things from sitting at home with headphones on, having interaction over the over the computer. Right. And I think a lot of people, workouts, whatever it is, there is a lot of, a lot of ways to make this time a little bit better. Yeah, and I've actually noticed... A lot more I mean that's one of the things I would really like to see continue after all of this is many many people and many many companies have stepped up to offer those things more readily online in your home things you can do they've they've changed things and been creative with how they're approaching it and yeah. I would like to see that continue because it makes it makes it a lot easier to accomplish that even even if you don't have time or you're busy all the time or you're just home or you don't have money. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting on how, how the world moves forward. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how everything changes. It's like a, I think a lot of businesses are making way more money curbside than they ever did. And they're like, wait, maybe we don't need a 10,000 square foot restaurant to make yeah. money. Yeah. You know, and shipping and all of these different things and, and, uh, and then also the other side of it is how ugly people mm-hmm. have gotten. Yeah, that's been really difficult for me to. I've I've had to stay. I've had to limit the amount of time that I'm on social media just because there is a lot of ugliness there. Yeah, I keep seeing these crazy videos of people mm-hmm. fighting over sanitizer or. Yeah. <laughs> or <toilet laughs> I should <paper. laughs> laugh. Yeah, I should laugh. But well, man. you kind of have to laugh at least a little bit. I mean, if you're in that situation, you're clearly not laughing. But yeah. it's it's getting it's gotten a little extreme. A yeah. lot of it has. So somebody was asking me, "What are you gonna do if you run out of toilet paper?" I'm like, "I got a hose. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll go have my farm bidet. <laughs> I'll run that hose through the through the bathroom window and duct tape it to yeah. my toilet. <laughs> a redneck bidet." <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, turn it up. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all those, man, it's just wild. I was reading a, an article too where they said uh, one of the main whatever scientists that deal with this thing, yeah. he said that, that we made a major, major problem with shutting everybody down. He mm-hmm. said he thought that we should have put the high risk people away yeah. and let all the other people out in it because we're yeah. going to get it. But a lot of the cases, they're barely showing signs. Yeah. So as we're shut down the economy, affecting mm-hmm. everybody, all the lives, where most of us, we could be out and get it regardless. Yeah. And it's not going to hurt us. Then you get that herd immunity, and then, you know, that builds over time. And, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, there's two schools of thought about it. Do you take, do you take a, a solid break where everything shuts down for a month, or do you sort of approach it from the opposite end where you just put away the high risk people make sure yeah. that they're you know i think it's it's going on that two months three months yeah. like it's gonna be people are gonna start getting crazy yeah it's and how, be, how people are reacting to this is probably more more frightening to me than 
yeah. than anything else. And it's not even it's not even life or death yet. But no. if it gets to that point yeah. where people have been out of work, mm-hmm. they literally don't have money. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've all got that caveman in us. It's well, like yeah. if my kids are starving, I'm to coming it, your to your survival house. survival is, yeah. is, that's the first thing on your mind. So what have you done to cope with some of these deals? I know in our, in our last deal, you, why don't you share with my, uh, listeners <laughs> what you, some of the mental health stuff that you've dealt with in the past and maybe still yeah. deal with. So they get an idea of there's things can get magnified. Yeah. When you deal with mental health, like, yeah. My my anxiety and some other people's anxiety are on two different spectrums. Yeah. Right. So give them a little idea of what. Um. Yeah. So I mean, what we talked about last time was just sort of my my situation with my marriage and the domestic abuse that I experienced, and and it was pretty extreme. Um, <coughs> going through, you know, a situation where. I was, it, the the police were worried if it was going to be a murder-suicide because of my ex, and 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 it just sort of continued for the three years after that, so I developed both PTSD and CPTSD, so complex and post-traumatic stress disorder, and there's a difference between the two. You can have both for different situations, but um, yeah, dealing with anxiety is sort of a... <coughs> A daily situation. <laughs> Try not to kill anybody. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's, it's, this whole situation. I mean, I'm, I, I will say that I'm glad that it's come at this point in my recovery from all of that because I'm, um, I'm in a place where my coping skills have really sort of sharpened and I'm pretty, pretty well versed with how to deal with it now. So, I don't know. I I think. How old are your kids? Um, they're twelve and nine. So what is that? That is like f- second grade. <laughs> Third no. grade. Uh, fourth. F- my my son is nine. He's in fourth grade, and my daughter's in sixth grade. She's twelve. So, I know that my kids were like, we don't get to go on our field trips. Like yeah. they were pretty hurt. Like at their age, that's yeah. a big deal. How what what has been going on there? It's a big deal. I mean. When, when all of this first started happening, when the worry started to kind of build up in the media and everything, my kids were both hearing about it at school from their friends, and they were super stressed out. I kept getting calls all the time throughout the school day, just like, this coronavirus is so bad. It's so, you know, it's... Their little minds get yeah, building up into this monster. And they have anxiety really badly. So it it just, it magnified, like you said. it was It was pretty intense there for a while. So I had to kind of help, you know, to find some balance there. Like there needs to be some awareness and some wariness about that situation, but it's not, it's not a panic situation yet. So being a single mother, having the kids at home, having some kids at home that deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. I know for a fact I've got some other mothers out there yeah. that are going to be listening to this. What's your advice to them? Um... Well, the thing that I started doing with them, and I had planned to do this before before this whole situation happened, but um, I started teaching them ab- about this, the things that I had to go research and learn about just to be able to recover. So mindfulness, um, being present in your body, emotions, um, just starting to teach them that 
your emotions don't define you and they don't last forever and you can use them to teach you you can use you know it's just feedback you feel like when you're when you're in the middle of a big wave of emotion it feels like that's all there is and it's going to last forever it feels there are times that it feels like you're just going to die yeah and and having some sense of awareness that that's not actually what's going to happen and it will start to to ebb away and flow away from you is important but it's really important to teach your kids that too that is one of the main things i do is they're gonna feel it yeah do you want to teach them how to feel it or do you want to have some epic blowout right because life happens and no matter no amount of drugs no amount of medication nothing there's always going to be that feel Mm -hmm. and if they learn how to navigate that yes if they learn how to sit in it and look at it right in the face and be like why are you here yeah and understand the red flags or the ways out yeah that is more powerful than any math problem on the freaking planet yeah i agree it's i mean everybody's gonna deal with it everybody you it's a human condition that's just and that's how we learn is we 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 have to strengthen ourselves we have to feel the pain in order to grow yeah and pain is a great teacher yes it's it sucks sometimes (laughs) a lot of people like it keeps it keeps happening well (laughs) learn learn the problem (laughs) the pain will keep happening in your life life's a great teacher it doesn't care how many times you won't get it it's gonna keep keep teaching teaching. it will it will give you that lesson over and over again if you don't figure out how to learn what you need to learn from it yeah i think it I I had a a client who was talking about uh, letting didn't they they hadn't let their kid know that mm-hmm. they had issues with mental health and and addictions. Oh, and they were worried about. I'm like, dude, that's one of the most amazing conversations ever. Yeah, like your kid, like you get to educate your kid for real, right? Like, don't keep it from them. Yeah, get, fill them in, educate them the heck out of them, so that if they ever do go down that road, you can be like, yeah. I told you, here's yeah. the consequence. Here's here's what like, happens. It's not a big scare. Yeah. It's uh, way better. So how has that been walking them through it? Um, I think it's been good. We've had some really good conversations. There have definitely been times where I've gotten overwhelmed and I fall apart and I, I have my moments where I break or I need a break from them for a little bit or, you know, I'm struggling and instead of trying to hide it or just trying to distract myself, it's given me an opportunity to talk to them about that and say to them, I'm having a really hard day today. I'm having, I feel this, I feel scared. I feel, you know, whatever it is. And I can relate that to an experience that they've had in the past and, and explain, I need, I need some time to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's great because it teaches them by example. Yeah. And then, you know, if they get to that point, that's the best way to teach them that, the way to to cope with it is is they're going to do that in the way that you show them yeah by how you behave i think the biggest mistake on the planet for parenting is letting your kids believe that you don't do anything wrong yeah. and that you don't have bad days yeah i agree with that like what a what a crock because then your kids if they do have a bad day they're like mom and dad are perfect i don't want to let them down yeah, and a lot of times they end up feeling guilty like something's yeah. wrong with them and i think if you feel that as a child you grow with that that stays with you until you become an adult and then you have this whole group of people who are out there feeling bad 
feeling an emotion that they equate to negative and thinking something's wrong with me, I'm broken, I'm not normal. And that's not true. Everyone feels bad sometimes. Feeling is one thing. Well, I guess sociopaths don't feel bad. Most of us. Feeling things is an (laughs) important trait. Everybody feels bad. I guess that's been proven. That's an important trait to have. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just remember thinking that my parents, they were just had it figured out yeah and when I didn't it was really hard and then it's like I was dealing with the do you know what the hope squad is I don't so it's a group of kids and they have them in the elementaries junior highs high schools and they kind of are like the mentors for Mm -hmm. mental health stuff if they're suicide that the kids in the hallways can go to them yeah I'm looking at one of these hope squads and they're voted in by their kids so it's like Prom king and queen. I'm like, those are the last people That's that not. anybody who's struggling is going to go talk to. Yeah. Like vulnerability, man. The kid who cries yeah. in the hallways, the girl who has some issues, those are going to be the most powerful teachers, the most mm-hmm. powerful mentors on the planet. And if you want that for your kids, then you need to be that for your kids. Yeah. You need to be raw. You need to be open. You need to show your bad days. You need to yeah. show your great days. And you need to tell them why you're having both. Yeah. And, and also... You know, everyone's going to get, especially with this, this is like getting thrown into a crock pot. Like you're, you're in this environment where you're, you're with these people all of the time. And typically you get some kind of break from, from them and everyone has their own personalities and everyone has their own wants and needs and you get irritated some days and it's hard to deal with that. And then you have you have to like as a parent I have to be able to go back to my kids and say hey I'm sorry I'm sorry that I said that I'm sorry that I was acting that way I was having a really hard day I should not have taken that out on you and I should have talked to you and that's also a really great teacher for them and you're killing it today <laughs> that is that is amazing because the the I'm sorry's yeah are either really easy in a family mm-hmm or really hard right and it and becomes it, a competition yes like i hurt her so i need to make them like it's a, it's a give bam, 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 bam. right and everybody ends up wounded yeah and and you need to kind of set it up so that your family is a team and understand that we're going to make mistakes and that's we we can talk about that and deal with that but we're on the same team i don't want my kids to be sitting there you know, on opposing teams saying she did this and he did this. And will you let him do this? That's, it doesn't yeah. work that way. So I always tell people life's hard enough, man. We don't yeah. need, <laughs> you don't yeah. need anybody to rub your face in it. Life's going to no. do that all on its own. Yeah. Experience does that. <laughs> yeah. Man. So the other things, uh, with your work, what do you do? Uh, I work, I do like some accounting and purchasing for a medical device manufacturing company. So have you felt the stress from the higher ups and like one thing as an, I, I would like to hear from the employee side cause mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've got more of the mindset of the, of the owner, Yeah. but how's it been? What's the, what's the talk been like for your company? Um, I mean, right now we're kind of just we're we're just barely getting into this place where it's it's i would say the the energy is suppressed it feels a bit bleak 
It's like I'm everybody's 100%. waiting for the bomb drop. Yeah, and and you know, I'm in the medical. It's the medical field, and we we make essential some essential components, but things have definitely slowed down. And you know, at this point, it's sort of like I it's I would call it like triage. You know, you're you're trying to deal with the most important situations first, and and the but the ones that have some sort of solution to it, and uh, it's a difficult place to be in. It's you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going to happen with a lot of businesses. I know, I, I know a lot of people on both sides of that situation who are just stressed to their max and worried. Yeah. It's a scary time, man. That's why I've, I've, when I owned my concrete company, I had between four to eight employees. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hating that mm-hmm. because I was now responsible not only for that person, but their girlfriend, wife, kids. Right. And then you get into these summer, these bigger medical companies, you got hundreds of employees. You got yeah. like, imagine, you know, people love or hate Trump, but can you imagine the no. pressure? No, no. I, of the world yeah and people hold people hold those individuals as if they need to be perfect they hold them to a standard of perfection that is completely unrealistic yeah. and yes there are things that he said that probably should not have been said but I I wouldn't want to be the person who was trying to cope with that and that would be the worst job on the uh-huh. planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be great for social media clicks, but other than that, that would be the yeah. worst job on the planet. Right. Every single eye is on you. On you all of the time. Yeah. A lot of hatred. You and, and 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 in this day and age with media and social media being what it is, it's really easy to take, you know, a ten second clip or something that's completely out of context and they take it and manipulate it to make it sound like it's something that it wasn't yeah yeah we live in a kooky time right now man Mm -hmm. i get this i see the same photo different headline yeah and it's just like man people could get confused real quick let alone these little kids yeah or my my I say little kid. I was a little kid till I was about thirty-one. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit a, it. You're not a grown-up until you uh, figure out you don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> but the social media, the the stressors of that, and and especially now that kids don't have their identity being yeah either picked on or the popular kid or whatever. Right. You get used to that at school. Yeah. And now that that's gone, and I tell parent man, you better be figuring this thing out because six months of summer. Just think how bad that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen when you have to go back? Yeah. That's my, that's where my brain has been the last couple of weeks is okay. Yeah, how do we need to start thinking long term? Yeah. Well, and for my kids, you know, they, they both have CPTSD and so, and they have separation anxiety. So being at home with mom is like the greatest thing ever. They feel more comfortable when they're at home with me. But my worry is, so, you know, that's that can great make it for worse. now. Yeah, right. But that can make it worse. They get more exactly. dependent. Exactly. That's my worry for when we go back is what's going to happen at the point that they have to leave my side. I've got to start preparing for that and preparing them and pushing them a little bit now so that it's not such a big deal when that situation actually comes got about. A great way. Just tell them, say mom will be back in eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Have the house clean. <laughs> Pay the bills. <laughs> I'm just getting you ready for school guys. That's all. <laughs> 
and yeah. have dinner ready. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, now nah, we're ready to go back to school, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Just let that chores list get bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger. And then exactly. the kids will be like, yo, school, where you at? <laughs> where's, where's the school again? Yeah. Oh, that's it's, it's, Man, a lot, of sc- lot of, a lot of stuff going on right now. How yeah. old are you? I'm 35. 35. Yeah. We've had a wild... Uh, wild stuff in our lifetime yeah nothing like this one no this is definitely one of those ones that's gonna be like back in my day <laughs> yeah right we couldn't see each other for 30 days <laughs> so we got rid of the snow uphill both ways <laughs> yeah. that our parents gave us and now we're it'll be the new struggle i had to wear a mask that restricted my airflow <laughs> i still ran the miles I touch anyone <laughs> yeah that's gonna be all and everyone all was awkward. fighting over toilet paper it was strange <laughs> Still, I go in there. Luckily, I see people are always like, you You need to wear a mask when you go in there. I'm like, you really think anybody's going to look at me and say anything? <laughs> like, No, they might say no. something to somebody else. They're not going <laughs> to say anything to me. People keep yeah. their head down and, and just walk on by. Yeah, and the, the problem with masks is, you know, unless you are very, very, you have to be absolutely aware of the fact that you don't touch it. You don't itch your face. You don't adjust it. You you know when you're out in town, and your hands are touching everything. If you actually want it to work to do anything, you yeah. can't touch it. That's that's yeah. People don't know what they're doing. No, in general. and I, and to be honest, it it might actually make it worse. I don't know. Probably does. I'm just in the, and maybe I'm just dumb. But if heroin didn't kill me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else is nothing else. I'm gonna die of like getting hit on my rollerblades. <laughs> I don't rollerblade, but that's, that's your, how I'm gonna go. It's gonna be your death. God's like, you look so dumb right now. I'm gonna put it. This is it. The this Dar- is my time. You're gonna be in the Darwin Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Well, good. What uh, you have any last thoughts that you can put out to the to the parents of the um. Honestly, I would just say at this point in time, everybody is sort of dealing with what I see is like a collective fight, flight or freeze happening. And people are in different camps with their response to it. They're they're scared. They're freezing up. They don't know what to do or they're fighting and they're being aggressive. (laughs) And (laughs) we see all of it right now. And um, I think that when you're in that place, the the most important thing for me that that has really helped me is one to to slim down my my viewpoint of like okay this is this is the time period that I can handle right now I'm not going to think about what's going to happen tomorrow sometimes depending on the situation you're in it might be it might be that you have to handle an hour okay I can handle this hour and then whatever happens, I will handle the next hour when I get to the next hour. And that's all I can do. It might be I can handle today. It might be I can handle the next 10 minutes. I can get through it. And and it's not a fun thing to have to, to narrow your focus down to that point. But it does mean survival if you're yeah. in a situation that's that extreme. Yeah. What do uh, you say to the person who's in a shitty relationship right now? That has been a big stressor for me. Um, There are still, there are still people who are helping. 
others to get out of that situation. And, and I know that being in that kind of relationship, you feel like, I mean, you're trained to believe that you can't make it and that you can't feel lucky to be with them. Right. That, that you couldn't make it on your own or you can't do it or you're not smart enough or no one loves you or no one cares and whatever that is, I promise you whatever that message is, it is a lie. It is not true. You can make it through. You use that technique even if it's just, okay, I'm making this decision, I'm gonna jump at it. And then you're coping with things 10 minutes at a time. I've done it. If you don't know how to survive, You don't know if you are going to live for the next 10 minutes or what's going to happen in the next, you know, it, you, you can, you can, it feels like you can't, it feels like you're going to die. It feels like everything is going to fall apart, but most often having things fall apart and having to start over from scratch is not as bad as you think it's going to be yeah there's definitely life after that so what I'm hearing too is is being willing to ask for help yes absolutely there are people who want to help and they care and and I get it like it's it's terrifying to reach out it's probably one of the hardest things that I ever had to do was to ask someone to help me to ask to you know to call a number yeah I think that people see that asking for help is a weakness when really it's a really big strength, I think. It is. It takes a huge amount of being humble and and it's a kick to your pride for sure. Yeah. But everyone is in that position at some point. Everyone. There's no one who is excluded from being in a situation where you can't do it on your own. No one. Ever. In the history of ever. Yeah. You've made it through 100% of your days so far if you're hearing this. Yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, I appreciate you having and me. And it's always good to have you on. I love I love your insight. <laughs> you're a little shy Thank at you. the start and then you yeah, get into it. Yeah, I know. Once you, me, once you get me talking. <laughs> get past the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. Uh are you willing to have anybody reach out to you? Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Give them your how, where, and how they can do that. Um, I have. I mean, I'm on. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a couple of. Um, I have a Facebook page called Stormy Jonathan Thinks. Um, and I'm kind of. I've been sort of trying to figure out how to revamp that so that it to use it as a teacher for people to understand and to figure out how to. How do you cope with all of this uncertainty? How do you cope with emotions? Just to, to teach some of the things that, that I've had to learn through my experiences. Um, so either of those, you can message me or even from my personal page, Adria. It's just Adria Eversol, at Adria Eversol on Instagram. And um, I'm available for people who need even just a vent. Yeah, a lot of the times, once I say something out loud, I was like, whoa, yeah, I feel better, and that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of times getting, you know, you have this this monologue going on in your head, and and it ha- it's sitting there in your head, and it has a certain perspective, and then once you get it out, whatever that is, if you're talking to somebody else or you're writing, 
or it doesn't really matter. It changes the perspective on it and it, yeah. and it helps you to kind of figure out how to cope with it. Definitely. Well, I love it. Like I said, I love having you on. Yeah. Key and I'm Rob Eastman, Tattooed Life Coach. You can look at my new website. It's www.tattooedlifecoach.com. If you guys need anything, you have any topics, or you know somebody who could benefit from hearing this, please share it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much anything where you uh, get your music. We love you again. Thank you, Plates and Pallets, for being such an amazing sponsor. Go out and check them out. Um, Everybody, keep your head up. There's help out there. If you need anything, you can reach me. I'm Coach Eastman 8 on Instagram. Um, We have a nonprofit, the Eastman Family Recovery Foundation, for families dealing with crisis on mental health. Um, I have youth programs. I have a lot of different things, but a lot of us willing to help or get you the help you need. So make sure you reach out. Thanks again for coming on. It was amazing having you. Thank you. And uh, this is another Stand and Fight podcast. Thank you.